Welcome to the Motherhood Village Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Gonzalez-Cumberbatch, and I know firsthand that it takes a village to raise a child, but most importantly, that it takes a village to uplift a mother. A mother's village is necessary and can take up many forms. Consider this podcast as part of your motherhood village. No matter the season of motherhood you're in, every conversation will give you more tools to add to your parenting toolbox, and you'll feel supported, inspired, and uplifted. So let's get into an informative and empowering conversation. Hello, everyone. Today's episode of the Motherhood Village podcast is being brought to you as part of the Pod Populi Podathon, a charity event to raise awareness and money for Give Kids the World Village, an 89-acre whimsical nonprofit resort in Kissimmee, Florida, that provides week-long cost-free cost-free wish vacations to critically ill children and their families from around the world. To make a donation, please visit gktw.org and that's gktw as in give kids the world.org. Thank you so much. So hello everyone. I am super excited. Um, today's episode is with Adrian, who is the founder of Child and Company, which is a family friendly co-working space offering private offices alongside childcare. I love that. I'm so excited to dive into this conversation. Adrian is originally from Alabama, but has called Boca Raton home for her family for the last nine years. She also is the mama of an adorable four-year-old little boy. Um, Adrian, how are, how are you this evening? I'm doing very well. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you so much, Nicole, for the opportunity. Absolutely. Okay. So before I dive into the main conversation, I'd love to ask a few questions. What is your favorite book, favorite podcast, or maybe favorite movie that you'd like to recommend? Oh, Wow. That is a tough one because as moms, you know, time is of the essence yes. and it's very hard to fit in a book, a movie or any of the, mm-hmm. the above. Um, pleasures. I mean, anything that you think that maybe made an impact and maybe not even now, maybe something that you read years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm all about professional development. So any Sunday when I'm doing laundry, I actually am listening to different books. I have um, right now Adam Grant. What is his new one? It's not Think Again. I know. I know. Oh, you're, yeah. Is it the Think Again? Yes. It is Think yes, Again. I have that. I yeah. have that one. Leaders Eat Last. I started that. I'm taking a little pause, but I usually have two or three in rotation that I go between. Um, for shows, I'm I'm like any other woman. I love the Emily in Paris. I'm oh. catching up <laughs> on that, and then of course I I watch other shows. But um, as far as being a, a working professional, yeah. I always make time for that. Whether it's reading, um, with the podcast. I'm hoping yours, the Motherhood Village, will be my next favorite podcast. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) How has motherhood transformed you? Oh, wow. Uh, When I had my son, Luca, my world turned upside down. Um, (laughs) I'm probably like a lot of other women who you get caught up in the hype and in the nursery. And no Mm. matter how much stuff you buy, how well you prepare, when you have your child, you don't know what's going to come next. Mm-hmm. You don't know what the challenge will be for the week. And as a mother, you become so adaptive and it's mm-hmm. so selfless and you really can handle anything. And you have such a newfound respect for others who are raising families and uh, your schedule changes so much and you find a lot more grace and you you want the world to be a better place. Oh God. Yeah. I love that. So my catchphrase, my motto has really been in what I've learned throughout my motherhood journey and through a hundred plus conversations here is 
it does take a village to raise a child, but most importantly, it takes a village to uplift a mother. Who and what has been integral part of your motherhood village? That is a great question. I feel like when I had my son, Luca, it opened my eyes to Boca Raton in a totally new way. I found a newfound community here, whether it was from doing mommy and me events or his daycare and just going to the pickup and drop off. And then with Child and Company specifically over the last uh, five months, I found professional business women who are out there just like myself, just like yourself, uh, who are grinding and they're they're making it happen with a family at the same time, sure. and they're they're showing me how to navigate those waters and giving me confidence. And um, they've awesome. definitely lifted up me in this transition period of starting a new business. I love that, and that's a good segue. So transition, so child and company. I love that it's a family friendly again co working space offering private offices alongside child care. I have yet to make it there, but I follow you on Instagram. I think the space looks absolutely beautiful. Tell me your inspiration in creating it. What is your mission behind it, and why make it family friendly? I mean, I think I have an idea, but tell my listeners why it was important for you to create this and to pivot because you're you're still a a working mother of, 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 of having a job, what made you want to start a business and have this be the business? Well, I would say I've always been entrepreneurial, but I've been very fortunate to work for uh, great companies that are super innovative, super modern, and they've really just had amazing cultures where they've just thrived off of collaboration and being open. And one thing that I felt like was missing was the family support. And, and I felt very supported as like an individual and an independent mm-hmm. professional. But then once I had a family, I just felt like there were could have been more incentives or more um, outlets with the company involved where instead of a happy hour, <laughs> you know, they could have had a family event, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, th- not saying they didn't do take your child to work day, but I just felt like there could have been more to retain employees who had children. And as a professional there, and especially COVID did this with a lot of different businesses, but um, people were working remotely and were at home. And I found myself in that situation where I had meetings, projects, calls, where I, I, was wishing for a place that I could bring my child. And I knew that my child was taken care of, having fun while I was able to be productive and have that peace of mind at the same time. And it just didn't make sense to me to have a newborn where you had to drop them off at a daycare for eight hours or more a day when you're supposed to be their primary food source for the first two years. How does that make sense? Like, make it make sense. Correct. And I I remember going back to work um, initially when my son was three months, taking like my breast pumps and (sighs) trying to make that work. Tell me that wasn't harder than actually, Brett, that that was the hardest part. Oh, absolutely. The the pumping and I had a suitcase I had to wheel in with all of these supplies and it was very awkward and strange, even though we had facilities where I could pump it still wasn't the same as being close with my child. And with Child and Company, what we're doing is offering moms a place to to have this environment, to be a few steps away, to go in, breastfeed their child, and then go right back to work and have that privacy that they need 
with the reassurance that their child is in good hands and they can go check on them whenever they feel like. I just felt like this is so fundamental, but it's so missed. It is. And it's actually crazy that in 2023 that it's like, wait, why hasn't this been thought of before? I think to your point, though, COVID, right? I think because people were working from home and trying to do the both of working from home and being a mother, it was just almost it, it is impossible right mm-hmm. so you make a very good point because i was under the impression or i guess because i'm a business owner that i'm thinking oh they're mompreneur mompreneurs they're business owners but you're like no you're saying if you're a working professional you can rent out an office space where and instead of you t- putting your child in daycare you have it right there so you're connected right there that is genius right it's the best of both worlds it's another option so that you don't have to choose that I have to go into full-time daycare. And I don't want to say it's the complete alternative because our place is intended for all mothers, Mm -hmm. whether you work full-time, whether you have a nanny, whether you just need a break. I I tell moms all the time, you don't have to go to child and company and work. If you need an hour to get rid of the mom guilt so that you can scroll your Instagram, (laughs) come in and do that. That's okay. We're just there to give you that village, to give you that support during these years that are so um, challenging, right? And only the people who are going through it can really understand and um, support each other in that way. Awesome. So talk to me about what it was to have the idea, to see it to fruition, and then when did the doors open? Like, what was that like? Hmm. If you can put it into words, because I know that's a lot. I'm sure that's a lot because, you know, it looks like such a beautiful place. Did you did you design it yourself? Like, talk to me about, you know, it's a brick and mortar space. And I, I have so much respect for that because I have a business, but it's it's service space. I don't have a brick and mortar. That's a very different thing. You're talking furniture. You know, it's, it's aesthetically beautifully. Talk to me about that process and creating it. Yeah, absolutely. I work for a technology company. My life has always been software. And I can appreciate that. And it was during a vacation where I was visiting my family, coming back from the beach. I was looking around at all these different places I was passing, different businesses, restaurants, you name it. And I said, I really want to create an experience for people. I want to create somewhere people can go. It can be aesthetically pleasing. And then I wanted it to be family centric, somewhere really intended or parents to go with young children because not everywhere is family friendly. Uh, There's so many times I would love to have a staycation at the wonderful (laughs) resorts here in South Florida. And and they're great because they're built with amenities that allow you to feel comfortable with your child. And that's really how I got the idea that I wanted the brick and mortar. And I wanted to create that hospitable experience where people could just enjoy themselves coming in and feel good leaving. And um, it really was a creative outlet for me too. Uh, being a working uh, woman, I don't have a lot of hobbies. And so to design, to answer your question, each office space, and I worked with a really great designer out of Miami for some of it. And to collaborate, that was fun and it was exciting. And I was doing it for a bigger purpose than just my home, right? It was more than just my living room. I was making a living room 
for a community here. Sure. Tell me, so when did the doors open? And then talk to me about how many office spaces you have. Um, I know you have a beautiful playroom. Talk to me then about what parents can expect that experience. Because I, I say parents, because it's not just working moms. I know you have some dads mm-hmm. um, and I, I've seen you market for that. So talk to me about what this space looks like and what parents can expect when they come. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We started this entire venture in April. We didn't open until October. It took months to build out. It was a family effort from the ground up. I had my husband putting together furniture. We put every piece of wallpaper in our 11 amazing offices we have. Uh, When we hire people, I always say this is a place for families. It's built by families. Now you're part of the family. And every customer and member that we have feels like part of our family. Um, so you you asked me, there's 11 offices. Yes. And when you come in, you go through the reception. We have a little lounge area. And I wanted it to feel chic. So you'll definitely yes. experience that. It has a neon. It has a very um, modern deco in the front. And then we have three child care spaces. We have one room for infants, which is a maximum capacity of two at a time. So we're about half the ratio of normal daycare, which is great. It's boutique setting, very intimate. And then we have a gross motor room so that children can get their energy out. They can climb. And then we have a big toddler room and we're, we're able to do dramatic play and circle time and story time and all types of activities, arts and crafts. But with the office space, it is truly private, which is a little bit different than traditional co-working where you would go and you sit at a table with everyone else. We understand that our parents need the prophecy to do the meeting. We have mental um, health therapists who are doing telehealth with their patients or dietitians who are doing consults with their patients. Uh, but it really ranges. Uh, sure. We have marketing people who have important meetings with their clients. And we needed that to be a more uh, private space for that reason. And of course, we have a break room, which is great. You can eat a snack. We have high chairs so that you can enjoy lunch with your kid if you want to and then get back to work. Super flexible. And we're going to do even more. I'm making a mommy's in room. Awesome. We can't wait to, to do that. So big plans in the future to make it even better. I love it. And when do the doors open? October of 2022. Wow. And it's crazy to see even the growth because... I know you I know you also collaborate and you um, um, have workshops there. We're collaborating on something for next month. Um, so I love how it's becoming truly a, a one stop shop for mothers, for parents to come and work, um, but then also get community, get co- education, get connection. Right. And that's definitely what I'm all about um, and what I think is so important in motherhood. Um, it's so desperately needed and because motherhood is not one size fits all to your point, you know, it's just an extra space. If you do need that child and company is here for you. You touched on uh, some important key points, our values. We have five. Uh, The first one is community. We want to bring families together, give them the chance to meet one another. I'm a transplant, as you mentioned, and some people move here and they have no support system at all. We want to foster that. Then it's independence, giving parents autonomy Mm -hmm. to be able to work and feel good about it. Uh, uh, Children to have autonomy, to learn independently, to not disturb a child when they're exploring and they're figuring it out on their own. Really big on that with our teachers. Yeah. Wellness. You said the events. We brought in yoga for the parents and the kids. We brought in 
facials. <laughs> so you can get that self-care for wellness. Uh, we're doing a meditation workshop tomorrow that we're really with excited. Kelly. Yes. Yes. With Kelly, big fan of hers. And then uh, hospitality, we, we want to make sure you have a really great quality experience. We, we want everything to be personalized to the family that comes in. And then oh, I'm missing one. <laughs> no, I thought I saw the values as well. Um, well, I will come back to you it. You will come back it's to it. It's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> um, I know you're also doing concierge services. Are you, do you want to talk about that or? Yeah, we we'll absolutely the- can. Uh, we're there physically to provide our services with the childcare and the office space, but we wanted to be there um, online as well and to be able to support parents in that way. And we feel like by taking over things like grocery shopping or vacation planning, what have you, what we're doing is giving parents back quality time with their kids Mm -hmm. so that they're not on their phone or on their computer. And I'm not trying to guilt anyone, but just saying we can do those tasks for them to open up their schedule, to do the things that they actually want to do with their family. Love it. And then talk to me about booking a room, booking a process. Are there memberships? Um, Is there, I, I know you have an app. So talk to me about what that looks like. Yeah, as mentioned, I have a technology background and we wanted that to be at the forefront really for parents to have convenience Yes, so that there's not a need to call our front desk to make an appointment, anything like that. We wanted it to be big on self-service. For that reason, we have our own branded child and company app where parents can get on. They can either um, purchase a plan if they plan on coming two, three times a week, every week. They're going to be a regular. That's a great option for them. Or if they'd like to drop in, over half of our parents drop in within 24 hours of making their appointment. That's huge on flexibility because we understand with kids, it's unpredictable. Mm -hmm. They may be sick. Maybe they didn't sleep well the night before. Maybe there's a sibling that you have to account for. And we wanted to leave it in their hands to pick the best time for them and then schedule accordingly. So they do everything through our app. I love that. Um, do you want to talk about a little bit, because you're still working full-time, correct? Or maybe I not am. full-time, but you, oh, you are. Talk to me about that balance. And we're going to go in, then into like some of the challenges as a business owner. I mean, you just opened up in October with the challenges and the achievements, right? But talk to me about what that, what it's like juggling, still being a corporate working mother and owning your business and having a family. What has that been like for you? What is the juxtaposition of that, of, having to compartmentalize. I couldn't even imagine. Talk to me about that. Well, I would say one of the biggest challenges as a small business owner is being able to pay staff a really great wage, but that's how you get quality out of your staff. And that's how you get people who you can depend on and always hire based on passion because that's something you can't coach. And people believe in our bigger mission of what we're trying to create with Child and Company. And the short answer is I I have really great people in there. I have great teachers. I've had great directors. I depend on them. They take care of it as if it's their own business, which is great. I work full time. I I traveled to Indiana this week. I I wasn't there at Child and Company every single day. I do drop in occasionally and I work just like all the other mothers. I want them to understand I'm the customer too here. That's um, a good point. So I'm there, but I have great support from my husband. He steps in quite a, a good bit um, to help with operations and sure. what have you. 
But um, teachers are so undervalued. And a big thing for us is just making sure that we keep them motivated. And I empower my staff to be very collaborative collaborative and part of the process. So for example, if you were to look at our activity schedule for the month of March, they came up with every single craft, every single toddler activity that they're going to do. And I said, this isn't for me. This is for you're doing this every day. You should be the one to determine that. And so I put a lot in their hands and they execute accordingly. They do a great job. I think the beauty, and now we can get into, because you mentioned a couple of leadership books, and I think that ties into being a really, really great leader. Um, And I think there's beauty in being an entrepreneur, business owner, and having that corporate background. So I come from corporate, spent 20 years in corporate. I left fully in 2021 to start my consulting business just because I was tired of not of, of really being 110% employee and not getting the reciprocation of it, mm-hmm. especially after my son was born. And I, I was just done. I was like, I'm going to be 40 years old. Like I, I'm, I don't need to continue to beg to ask for things when I'm giving 110%. Fine. So that's fine. But there's something in me of understanding what it's like to be at the bottom to grind. I've worked for a lot of startups. I've worked for a lot of entrepreneurial business owners and seeing the things they did right and seeing the things that they did wrong and not feeling like a valued employee and knowing when that day comes and I have a team and I've hired some independent contractors to help me to your point, making them feel appreciated, making them collaborate. And what I'm hearing from you is trusting them, right? You, for you to be able to go away, that's huge. You know how many business owners don't want to do it. They think, oh my gosh. But I think because you have that corporate background, you know, I would want the owner of the company has to trust me to do it. So the, all I can do is to trust. And I think the more we lean into that, I think our employees feel so empowered. So excuse me, talk to me about that, of how, like what your leadership, I mean, I know you mentioned a little bit like your leadership style and why, why, why it's so important for you to lead the way that you do. Yeah, great question. Thank you for asking. Mm -hmm. As a leader, my leadership style is dependent on how the employee is motivated. So that should be your first question to the other person. How are you motivated? Is it by the boss that you have, the money that you make, being challenged? What is it? Because I want to facilitate that. If it's being engaged with me every day and you want to have that open conversation continuously, then we can do that. If it's about the money, then I know I need to create incentives that are going to drive your performance. If it's about being challenged, it means I have to keep giving you more and more tasks because you're going to get bored with the one that I just gave you. Um, Yes, I have an incredible boss right now, and and she taught me a lot of that, and I try to pass that on to the next (laughs) person. Um, I would add on to that, uh, that with my staff at Child & Company, I see this as a stepping stone, and I've told them that from day one. I know this is not going to be the last place that they work, and nor should it be. That's why I want to figure out where they're trying to go because I want to create things that they can do and contribute to our business that will help get them to that next step. And so there's a teacher that really wants to learn about business. There's a teacher who wants to run her own daycare at some point. And I try to uh, create responsibilities accordingly. Oh, wow. I love that. And I th- I think you you hit the nail on the head. I think in any, sp- in any aspect, but coming from someone who has managed teams, 
every person is different, just like we know with our own children, right? Every, every person learns differently. Everyone is motivated differently. And it always was mind boggling to me in, in how some managers still had that antiquated thinking of thinking that everyone is just motivated by money when they're not. I left my job and I told the woman because I knew things weren't changing. I'm like, look, I don't need this. I will be okay. And she's like, well, what would you, and I'm like, I will be okay. Not everyone is motivated by money. People want, maybe it's the flexibility. People just want to feel, some people just want to thank you, right? Some people, they are motivated by, um, um, the, not positive affirmations, but you know, like when you compliment someone and you're like, hey, you're in words of encouragement, right? Good job today, Adrian. I appreciate you. And maybe that's all they want. It's like a love language. A hundred percent. I was just going to say, it's basically the love language. And I think for you to foster that and to say, hey, you know, Nicole, if I, you know, if I was working for you, like, talk to me, like, wh what do you need? How can I help you get there? I think in turn, your business thrives because you have people that really trust you and that want to see you win because when you win or child and company wins, then we all win. Yeah. And I would elaborate on that a little bit more where you can't sweat the small stuff oh. at the, at the end of the day, if customers are happy and I get a lot of messages directly because my name shows up in the app. They have a direct yes. channel to me. And they, they say, uh, Miss Tiana is fantastic. We had a great visit. At the end of the day, that's what matters. Yeah. Not the little things. There may be tasks here and there that need to get done. But as long as um, the customers are satisfied and they feel good about their visit, that that's our ultimate goal. And I always tell people who I hire, uh, I used to think early in my career that the customer was always right. Nope, that's not the case. So glad I, I learned that that isn't it. You take care of your employees, they will take care of your customers. And so that's what I, I live by now. Oh, I love it. I think you and I are like, we just became like instant BFFs because I'm such an employee advocate. And I think once I let go of the consulting business and I'm not crunching numbers anymore and the motherhood village does what I want it to do. I think my then next passion will help business owners that maybe don't know, mm -hmm. like be an employee advocate, be your own employees advocate because a hundred percent, it's not the, if not, it's not the customers, it's your employees. They are the ones doing all the dirty work. They're the ones being there when you can't right? how can you not think to treat them the way they should be treated? And then you'll probably agree with this, Nicole, which is not every customer is the right customer. Oh, Yes. And we I don't want to sound any kind of way, but if we do have the wrong customer, we're okay with saying this is not the place for you. That's why we have a culture code created with different just general guidelines of conduct and how people want to have kindness and they want to have respect. Kind of common sense. I know. But <laughs> unfortunately in this day and age, yeah. yeah. But we make all of our members sign that when they agree to come and use our, our facilities and uh, our staff deserve to be treated with the same respect uh, from parent to parent. So we we just want that to be all the way around. And um, uh, they know at the end of the day, I have their back on that. I love it. I think that's so, I think, yeah, I think when we go into business, I mean, and then we can talk business ownership. I think I even thought that as well, diving in. I think we think we have to have every customer and you don't, right? You're not going to be from everybody. And that is okay. Show up as your best self and the right people will come. Right? Absolutely. And you can't have the scarcity mindset. You, like you just have to believe in that and live in that truth. What would you say, um, maybe high level, uh, 
some top three tips or so that you would give to someone that is listening to this that is like, well, maybe I want to start a business. Now she's just motivated me and there's something I have a passion for. What maybe would you say that they should do first? Um, yeah. Be ready to put in the time. Oh. I, I've told people recently, I work from the time I open my eyes to when I close my eyes. And sometimes I dream about work. I'm working all the time. I'm grinding. Uh, but I would say learning. You're constantly learning. And if you're good with that, if you're a lifelong learner, it will come easily and naturally to you. But you're not going to have all the answers. And every day you're going to have to be uh agile to deal with ambiguous situations and you just got to go in with that mindset that you're going to figure it out and you're going to push through it. I've never done anything in childcare before. I had to do so much research. I never leased a building before. Yeah. I never did commercial insurance before. Like there was a hurdle every single week that we had to figure out, but we did it. Yeah, You just keep pushing along. And I would just say, be ready for that challenge and even the things that you feel like are impossible, which might be funding, like how am I ever going to get the money to start a new business? It is out there. Go look for it and yeah. don't stop at the first no. Keep pushing. Love it. This is the accountant person in me to say there's strength in numbers, right? I had to learn that. Um very quickly, like, okay, you know, get a list, get your top 30 people, get your top, whatever it is and go down the list, strengthen numbers, some statistics, someone's going to say yes. Right. Um, but I love that because I think a lot of times social media can show that, oh, she has this beautiful building. So it must've just happened like this. Right. You know, mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, they don't know that the sleepless nights, they don't know that you're still traveling, that it is still a grind and may very well be for a long time until you get it to the, where it's supposed to be. Um, and I think to your point, you have to be okay with that. And I'm glad you said that because like I said, I think social media can portray that it's easy and it's like, well, if you want it, be prepared. You can, I, I believe in manifestation and um, words have power and energy and all of that but it doesn't work. I don't believe without having any work or showing the universe like, okay, I'm taking the steps to get me to the next level. Oh, absolutely. I've scratched paint off of the floors. <laughs> I've cleaned the bathrooms every week at my space, get ready to do the dirty work. And it's not going to happen overnight either. It 100%. takes time. But to your point, build the right relationships in your community whether that's going to your chamber, physically meeting people, whether it's social media, being prepared to reach out and foster connections. Um, and you will, you will find the answers. They will present themselves to you along the way. 100%. What is the future of child and company? Where do you see this three to five years? And maybe it's too early. You just opened up in October. And I feel like that's the question of like, you just had your first baby. When's your second? So forgive me. I don't mean it like that, but you know, you just sound so mission driven. And um, I know you probably have like a three year plan, I'm sure of what you think. What what is this? You know, um, I see you doing the workshops and I see you collaborating more. What is your what do you envision for all of this encompassing together? Oh, there are so many things that we want to do. We want to do more locations we want to do more amenities like outdoor space. We want to have more parenting education. I can tell you, even with a four-year-old now, I don't know what I'm doing every day. And there are so many times where I wish someone would come in and say, this is how you need to communicate with him, or don't do it this way, try that approach. Like, gentle parenting is such a thing now, but it takes practice, and it 
takes a professional to observe you, to intervene. And I don't feel like we have access to resources that make it easy to facilitate that, if that makes sense. No one's watching me interact with my son on a continuous basis to say, okay, I think this is how he may respond better by you doing this. I want to help people have that guidance and to have that professional support um, a lot. We want to do things virtually and really make a more engaging community. We have the technology in place, but it's really the engagement on top of it. So I would say there's physical things that we need to create. and and expand our footprint Um, online. We need to reach out more and then we need to give people more resources as a whole, no matter where they find us physically, if they're with us or if they're online. I love it. Now that you are in the thick of it, is there anything that you would have done differently when you first started? Is there anything that it, let's say if you do have another location, which I love, because that was going to be my next, I guess, thought process of, would there be another or your envisioning of that, of franchising, whatever that looks like? But it, would there be anything that, that you're like, OK, I've learned this, so I'm going to implement maybe this differently? That is a good question. I, I may not have the, the quite the answer to that one, but I can tell you something I've learned early sure. on. When we first opened our doors, I thought very much like a business owner and I wanted it operationally to work a certain way. I wanted people to come in at eight or 10 and spend so much time there. I wasn't thinking about the parent and the customer and how their lifestyle may change. Um, I would say I would create even more flexibility. I would, even from our staff, I, I would have people maybe young mothers who maybe they need a part-time job and they have a one-year-old and they want to be the customer and the worker there. Like I I want to create more opportunities for the people who want to use our space in different ways. I love that. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think, I think it, yes. I think when we do start and again, now that I, I, I'm also in the thick of it, I think we can be very rigid. And I think that also I don't know the psychology behind it. I should have went to school for psychology because I love thinking like, was this why we're doing things? But maybe because our time in corporate, because there's processes, right? We're very process driven Mm -hmm. people working in corporate. Well, depending, right? But I would imagine most, if you're doing it the proper way, you, you know, I have to do this. And then this is the input. This is the output. Um, So like you said, operations, well, then this is what it should be. My husband gave me great advice because he was like, don't get too caught up in that he's like because what you're envisioning because my issue was well I want this and he's like but don't get so caught up in that because the universe might show you something even better or bigger or this he's like you gotta be willing to kind of roll with that and it sounds like I'm hearing that you were like oh but I you envisioned it being this is what it's going to be and then quickly you saw oh wait I have to be flexible and I feel in, in listening, the personal development I've done in all the podcasts, all the masterminds and all the things to in, increase my knowledge, you have to be flexible. And I think to your point of with your son, I think being motherhood life, you have to be flexible because life is like this, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, with my son, we have went from traditional daycare to now we're at Montessori and we've seen such a difference and it it just really it depends on the child depends on the parents and we have to be fluid with 
how we foster these environments that we're a part of. A hundred percent. And only, I guess, not advice, but again, I've, I'm so thankful I've had these conversations. I would say, check out the Motherhood Village podcast. And if you search so many different I, I, therapists and moms who have turned, you know, all the different things. Um, I think one of the biggest things, it's just, and what I'm trying to do this year is because my son is going to kindergarten. So it's a big transition year for us. That's really big. He just got accepted into the charter school that we wanted. So I'm like, wow, this is happening. Congrats. You know, like we just found out today. So like I cried when I was telling my colleague and I'm like, oh my God. But I'm really leaning into being a mom because I know we're at that stage with him. He has deeper feelings, right? There's a lot more gentle parenting, mindful parenting, whatever the heck we want to call it now. I think it's just being present at that moment. Um, cause I'm with you, you know, my husband goes to sleep, my son goes to sleep and I'm, I'm up at the computer, right? I'm with you. Mm-hmm. We're the first ones up out of bed, like all the things. And I just try and be present when I'm with him and really lean into that because I know there's a lot of things that he's going to need from me. Right. So I'm trying to be that way. Um, but we'll talk afterwards. Cause you, you mentioned, I'm like, Oh, I want to connect you with here, there of just w- with where you are with your parenting journey, because I think I think it's important. And I, you know, I, I always say, you know, I, I would never want a mom to maybe have like regrets afterwards and be like, oh, maybe I should have done this, you know? Um, so yeah, so I'll send you some resources that I know with that. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. You mentioned the infinite mindset earlier, and I think we could apply some of that to being a parent too, because I'm at a similar stage as you where my son is four and he's aging out a child and company. And I know he's going to be starting kindergarten. I'm like, I only have a year left. But do we really? We only have a year left. Whereas we could look at it as it's a new chapter. We're going to be doing things with our sons that we haven't done yet. And we can look at it as we're preparing for that next stage of the journey. And sometimes I'm like, oh, I have another one so that they can be at child and company. But uh, well, that's to be determined. Uh, It's just a perspective that you put on things and the time that you make right now. And I I go back and forth as a mom, whether I should do a lot of weekend events and be at child and company because that is my free time. But then I have to I have to live by our values, which is prioritizing our family first. And there have been weekends where I'm like, I have to go take my son somewhere. I have to do do for him and be there for him, be present. I get it. I, I'm right there with you. Yeah, and I think you pick and choose. And I, what has helped me when I do, just to kind of end on this note, when I have to juggle, and if you want to chime in of kind of what has helped you, if there is a, a mother or parent listening, especially when you are trying to grind, because who that grind is real. Um, with my consulting job, I, I feel like it is a full time job. I have a client that I've dedicated certain hours to, so I have to I have to do it. And then the mother growing the motherhood village. My juggling is, okay, I wasn't there for bedtime this night, this night. Then I look at my schedule. I'm like, oh, I'm not scheduling anything that Thursday or Friday, right? I kind of pick and choose. I don't promise unless I know I can really deliver, right? He's called. Are you going to make it? No, baby, I'm not. But I promise you tomorrow I will take you to school, right? Then I adjust my schedule. It's not going to be 24-7 and I might not be able to be there for every drop off because he loves either drop off or pick up. Um, And there are some days I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't do both. But I try and look at my schedule and then say, okay, I haven't, I haven't done this with him or this Saturday, boom, it's mommy, you know, mommy, um, Jay's day. And we're going to spend a few hours because I think the beautiful part with, because our kids are, I mean, my son is five. 
even five minutes is enough for them at the, at this level. And studies have shown, I just spoke to a, a, a she's, a, she's an aware parenting educator. You see like aware parenting, mindful mm-hmm. parenting, but she was a TEDx speaker. We had a phenomenal conversation. Um, She's like, I would just give my teenage kids one hour. She was like, the day they came, when they would come home from school, I scheduled nothing with work because I knew my teenagers would either need to come home and they're going to either be in the mood to talk to me or not, but I needed to be present for that one hour. And she's like, and some days they came and they said absolutely nothing. And I knew maybe I'll bake them their favorite cookies. Maybe I'll say, hey, you want to just watch TV on the couch just to know I'm there. And I was like, oh God, that's. But I mean, she's a psychologist, so there's with that. And then there's other days they'd come in and load on me. But I just wanted to be there one hour. And I was like, God, that's so poignant because I think even to your point, I think we think it's macro and it has to be 20 hours. And if we're not with them 24 seven, sometimes the kids want 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And I think if we give that and we're present, that goes beyond more than what we can do with that. Oh, yeah, I agree. And that is such an attainable goal when you break it down to an hour to five minutes. You can feel good about that's achievable. Anyone can do that. And I would say with child and company, uh, part of the reason I created it is so that parents didn't have to choose. They didn't have to rush through the breakfast. They didn't have to put work in front of their child. It's so that they don't have to miss a meeting ever again either. They don't have to reschedule the meeting over and over. Hey, it's a bring your child to work day every single day because you walk in together. I love it. I love it. So as we wind up here, wind down here, what are ways that you release, reset, and recharge? And I love to ask that instead of self-care because I think that's what it really is about. You need things to release. You have to reset and you have to recharge to be the best version that Adrian can be. What are some of the things that you do for yourself? Sure. Well, just going back a step, I Mm -hmm. think it's very good for your child to become well-rounded by having your own identity outside of caring for them as a parent. If you are a business owner and they see you working in that capacity, that's very healthy and that helps them develop certain skills. I I love that my son was a part of us building child and company. He got to see all of the work that we put into that and he respects it. He gets excited about it. He wants to be a part of the action yes. and it's great. As far as your next question about how do I recharge the trip that I just did, I, I enjoyed it because I had that autonomy yes. where on the plane I could read the book. Yeah. I could watch the show at the hotel. I could have a conversation with my coworker without the interruption yeah. of the little one around Um, I really value those times where I can go away and he really enjoys when I walk back through the door. It makes that quality time even more meaningful when we get back together. And it's it's great that he gets to bond with his dad when I'm not there. So again, looking at it positively, like it's all about perspective. Is it, oh, mom was gone for a few days or you just had a a boy's night the last few nights and, and you really enjoyed your time together. I think you just got to really set the right tone. And um, yeah, so for me, recharging is taking that time for myself. Trips is typically how I do it because I'm really, you know, work. Yeah. I, I'm really dedicated to the the uh, job in front of me through my work. And I try to I try to get that time in so that when I come back home, I can give the proper focus and attention to him. 
I love it. And then I'm sure when you're home, when you're alone in the hotel, you have ideas with your business, you can focus. There's like, we could have a whole nother conversation about like the overstimulation of motherhood and how we're like, we have so much going on. A lot of the moms that I speak to is the, is just having some alone time. Um, and I think it's necessary and I'm glad that we're in that generation because Lord knows, the, you know, the older generation, yeah, I think even my mom had asked, she was like, wait, you're, you're going to go away. Cause I was going to do a, a hotel in Boca mm-hmm. and I needed to get a night alone. I wasn't doing any traveling. I was like, I, I, I need like a staycation for myself. It's so funny. You just mentioned that. I was thinking of our friend Kelly Tolliday because she's having a wellness retreat where it's essentially just a day yes. of yoga and facial and meditation. You don't have to leave. I, I know saying taking a trip is not yeah. something everyone can do. They don't yes. always have a spouse at home or yes. caregiver yes. and not saying that, but you could do the day pass yes. somewhere. You you can block it. Use that PTO. So many people hanging on to their PTO. I know. I know. I know. There's a scarcity mindset, right? And I think that, I, I think it's trauma. I, I do. I think it's work trauma. I still have it. Again, I, I have clients, I, independent contractor. And I'm like, oh, the time. My husband's like, what are you talking about? You don't need to ask permission. But it's it's the it's the time of like everything is time, time. And if you're taking too much time and you have to explain what the time is for, use your PTO for anyone listening. But I think you make a good point. I think again, we think it's this grand gesture that needs to happen. Like, oh, we need to take a, you know, a, a vacation to the Bahamas, wherever. Nope. Go to a hotel, go to the spa, maybe just go by the beach. Just sit on the beach and just enjoy that time alone. It is so talk about a recharge. Um, and it's so desperately needed because I think you can come back being better and more calmer for your family. Yeah. And I I don't love to admit this, but I think it's necessary to admit this. There was a day recently where I closed my business for a day. I needed a mental health day. I needed a day just to step away from it, reevaluate what we were doing as a team so that I could do the right thing going forward. Yes. for me at this stage, we're under a year old. We're at make or break with our business every week. Yeah. It, it really matters yeah. whether we have those doors open or closed. But I felt like in the big picture, grand scheme of things, we needed to take that time to refine I what love we that. were doing. I love that because then you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because then if you didn't, you're letting the, I think it's, it's again, the psychology, the, the bubbles bursting, right? You're, it's, it's growing, it's growing. Think of it like the old school popcorn where it would like pop in the, <laughs> in the stove from the movie scream. I don't know. I just saw scream the other day. So maybe think of it when Drew Barrymore is making popcorn and it pops pop, and then it has nowhere to go. So you're like, wait, we're, 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 let's, let's take a moment. I love that. I, I don't think you should have to, I don't know if you apologize for it, but I think it's just, no, I think it's important to recognize that and mental health days, whether you're a business owner, whether you're um, in the business sector, working for somebody else, or you're a stay at home mom, I think it's important to say, I just need time. I have to take this moment for myself. Um, because then I think if not, that's when we explode and then bigger issues can come from it. Yeah. It's self-awareness yes. with anything else you can't improve unless you know where you're at. hundred percent. I love that. Yeah. You have to be able to evaluate yourself at some point. Yeah. I think motherhood has taught me that more. So like talk about looking in the mirror, you know, you hear all those things of really looking deep, right. Of your own things that you need to work on. Your kids pull that out of you. Um, Mm -hmm. Adrian, this has been a phenomenal conversation. I'm so happy I spoke with you. I love when I meet people and I'm like, oh, we're going to talk business. And then it goes like leadership. I love it. I love it. Um, How, you know, we had this perception like, oh, we're going to talk about ownership and then you know, the, the conversation goes a little bit, um, 
the right way, other ways. But how can people connect with you? How can people find Child and Company? Where are you located? And then we'll depart with your final words. Sure. You can find us online at www.childandcompany.com. We always encourage people to visit our Instagram. We are very active on there. You can see all the current happenings, all the activities that we're doing, all the events that are coming up. Um, Of course, we're on Facebook as well. But drop by. You have to see it and feel it for yourself. You'd never know if online is a real deal. We'd rather you come in, get to see our teachers, get to know them, let your child um, experience all the different things that they can play and have fun with. And then as a parent, you know, get that me time that you've been missing. I love it. And what are your final thoughts to the Motherhood Village community and the live Facebook community listening? <laughs> well, this is it. This is proof in the pudding. What we're doing tonight is having open candid discussion. So I appreciate you reaching out to me and taking that first step um, and really just giving opportunities to others, having the abundance mindset that it's not about getting a piece of the pie because there's a, enough pie for everyone. Um, so thank you for spreading the love with oh. your the Motherhood Village. Really appreciate oh, it. Oh, thank you so much, Adrian. I appreciate that. Um, and continued blessings to you for love and light. I'm so excited to check out your location. Um, and yeah, however I can support you. Well, we've already, we've had our conversation. So thank you. Thank you to everyone listening. We appreciate you. Thank you to Ben. Do you want me to do the outro? Hey, let's go. Don't forget to please support Give Kids the World by visiting gktw.org and making a donation. Your caring goes a long way towards the care of these kids and their families. Thank you. Good night. Thank you for listening to this impactful episode of the Motherhood Village podcast. Subscribe to my show so you'll never miss a future episode. You may also rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with someone that can use it as part of their Motherhood Village. Remember, your village can take up many forms and you do not have to do it alone. Connect with me at themotherhoodvillage.com. Blessings to you for love and light.